Hey mamas, I'm Alyssa, registered dietitian, picky eating specialist, and mama of two. You're listening to the Nutrition for Littles podcast, aimed at helping you raise healthy, independent eaters. Each week, we will tackle topics like picky eating, mealtime struggles, baby led weaning, and so much more. Let's jump right into today's topic. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode, I'm answering a question that I get all the time. I I guess I'm not going to call it a listener question, but it essentially could be because it is a question that I get relatively frequently. And the question goes like this or something around these lines of if my kid decides to skip their meal or their dinner, their lunch, whatever, um, can I reserve it? Can I just put it back in front of them when snack time rolls around or the next meal? Can I just reserve it? And I want to break this down in a few different ways because some parents will say, well, in my home, when I was raised, uh, my parents, I had to finish the last meal before I could move on to a new meal. So if I didn't eat it for breakfast, I got it served for lunch. And if I didn't eat it for lunch, I got it served for dinner and on and on and on until I finished it. And then I would get a new meal. And this is something that I've heard a lot of times from parents. So we're going to kind of walk through that, but we're also going to talk about just this idea of leftovers, <laughs> utilizing leftovers, how to do it, how to do it in, a, in an effective way. Right. Um, so we're going to kind of break that down and answer some of those questions I get around this idea of reserving. So First things first is when um, we look at the division of responsibility, which I talk about all the time. If you haven't listened to my podcast episode on it, please go scroll all the way back and listen to it. I think it was one of my first episodes because it truly is so foundational in a lot of the things that I teach. So you are in charge of what's on the menu, which means you get to decide when you're eating leftovers and when those leftovers are going to be served and how those leftovers are going to be served and how many days have passed since you had that as leftovers. And if you're going to combine it with something new or keep it the same, you get to decide what goes on the plate. So in in essence, in like the quick answer to the question is yes, absolutely reserve it. If that's something that works for you, works for your family, and it takes the load off you, mama, heck yes, serve those leftovers. I feel like I was not a huge leftovers person as a kid and even in college. And I know now why, because I wasn't the one cooking. <laughs> when you're not the one cooking and spending the energy and the effort and the time and the money on groceries and feeding your family and cooking, then leftovers to you are like boring. You're like, mm, I don't need leftovers. I'm just going to wait till someone serves me something new, right? <laughs> but now if you are the primary cook in your household, you probably are like, uh, heck yes, we're eating leftovers. I'm going to intentionally cook enough for two dinners this week and put some in the freezer, right? Like actually my, <clears throat> what I would love to do, I don't always do it, but I would love to do is cook enough to always have at least one set of leftovers from that food, whether it serves for lunch the next day or dinner two days from now or whatever. Um, and an entire serving to feed the family in the freezer. Like that would be goals because that is cooking once, eating thrice, right? Three times off that one meal. And as the primary cook in our home, that would save me so much time and mental stress and energy. Now, I am not excellent about pulling stuff back out of my freezer. I don't know how I can get better at it, but we've recently like cleaned out our freezer. So there's very minimal stuff in there. And my goal is to get more stuff like leftovers essentially put in the freezer and actually utilize them at least once a week in my meal planning. Okay. That was like a huge tangent, but I felt like that was really important for me to say leftovers are 
I was going to say king, and then I was like, mm, are they? I don't know about king, but they're certainly like the court jester. Jester? Jester. Jester. <laughs> They are an important part of our family life, our cooking life, my mental sanity and clarity and emotional well-being. Leftovers are a must. So to answer the first question, absolutely utilize leftovers. And actually leftovers can be kind of like a trick up your sleeve or put in your pocket for this old trick of exposure, exposure, exposure. We all know that, or I hope you know by now by listening to my podcast or following me on Instagram or whatnot, that exposure truly is key to getting our little ones to try new foods and be um, interested in something new. Sometimes it does just take so much time. A quick side note for you, if you're not already registered for my free class that I'm teaching at the end of June, this is what this is on, is like, what happens when Just Keep Offering doesn't work? How do I actually get my little ones to try the new foods that I keep putting in front of them instead of just letting them sit there untouched? That's what I'm teaching on at the end of June. So June 23rd, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 8 p.m. Central Time, I am teaching on this. So if you're not already registered for that, which you'd likely have to be on my email list to get that registration, but I'm going to leave a link down below that you can register for that free class as well. So Okay, that's my second tangent, and we're like not even 10 minutes in, but I promise you it will be worth it. It'll be an incredible class. So that is down below. Now let's move forward. (laughs) So when you are serving leftovers, this is an excellent tool and resource to use for you to go down that exposure route, right? It is not fun to have to cook broccoli five times in two weeks because you want to expose them to broccoli over and over again and then five more times the next two weeks, like all the time. So if we cook it once and we batch create it, whether that's putting it in the freezer or the fridge for another day, it's easy to pull out and expose them to broccoli again, right? Like we've already done the cooking and then it stings a little bit less when they still don't eat it. Cause you're like, well, at least I didn't spend any time today cooking it. That time has already been spent, right? So I just think that's something that we can keep kind of in our arsenal of making mom life easier or parent life, whoever's listening, um, to batch cook it, right? Create it in a large quantity and save it for um, leftovers and for exposures. And a reminder here that veggies or meats, those are typically the foods that your little ones struggle with. I know this because I ask you frequently, but those foods don't need to be only served at dinner. You can offer them at lunch or during snack or even breakfast. Sometimes the kids are more accepting when they're in a better mood. And sometimes our kids are in a better mood earlier in the day. So just a little idea there, but leftovers can actually be a huge resource or tool in your tool belt for um, exposing your little ones to these foods. So leftovers absolutely should be served in your home as long as you're cool with it. If you're not into leftovers, I don't know, skip this episode. I feel like maybe this isn't for you. You've probably already figured that out by now, but um, I do think it's important to just let you know that I'm on your side. Whatever boundaries or decisions you make around what foods and how you're serving your family, I'm for you. So that being said, if you are asking yourself like, okay, how do I reserve leftovers? Let's get into that. Now, the idea I kind of discussed at the beginning of this episode where it's like, my kid has to finish this plate of food before we move on to a new plate of food. 
I would venture a guess that you probably already know. I don't agree with that necessarily. Now, every family is uniquely different and I never want to put down any parenting choices because we all parent differently. And like I said, I'm on your team and believe that you are making the best choices for you and for your family and for your unique situation. That being said, if you can avoid it, I wouldn't recommend this tactic. Um, I think it comes awfully close to the clean your plate club, um, if not is right there with it, um, and adds so much pressure to our little ones. It's forcing them to eat food that they're not necessarily comfortable with yet, um, and they're being presented with it and reminded of that over and over, which what that's doing to our little ones is cementing the fact that they're not interested in this food. Like that you continue presenting them with this food in a way that is um, leading them down this path that they have to eat it in order to get to something new, which creates a hierarchy of different foods. And in order to get that food, I have to wade through this food, which would show you that this food in front of me isn't as good as the new food I'm about to get. Like it automatically creates a power struggle between those foods and with you as well at the table. So there's that aspect. Um, But it's also putting this pressure on them that they have to eat foods that they're not necessarily comfortable or uh, feel safe around. And it's reminding them um, frequently, like, like very close together to the last time they said no to this food, they're now saying no again. And sometimes that can cement an idea for our little ones. They need a little bit of time to breathe, to ruminate, to grow, to learn, to play, to adapt um, about these foods. So they need to have some um, time, right? Like to unpack this, to think through it. And it may not always look active to you that they're doing that, but they are doing that. So by creating just a two to three hour break, between a new food being offered and a new food being offered again and that same new food being offered again and then being told they have to eat it to get to new food, we're creating a, um, a really cemented decision, a final decision, really. So instead, how I offer leftovers, how I think works best, what I've seen work best with my table talkers and with my clients is that we're offering the leftovers at least one meal away at least one meal away. And in best case scenarios that I've uh, received this feedback is at least one day away. So having an entire day when that food or that leftover is off the table, not reserved, and then reserving it, it just gives them time. Now, with this being said as well, I also recommend changing at least one aspect. It doesn't have to be a completely new meal. You don't have to spruce it up or change it or chop it up and blend it or do something crazy with it, but change one aspect. So recently in a coaching call um, with some of my table talkers, we were discussing this idea of reserving. And I had recommended like if you had hypothetically, let's say a um, taco that didn't go over well, okay, how can we reserve this taco? Well, almost all Mexican food, it's like the greatest thing in the world. They're so freaking smart at (laughs) recycling their foods and repackaging them in different ways, but yet it's like a completely new meal in front of you. So can we scrape out the inside of that taco and put it into a quesadilla? Or can we take that taco meat and put it on top of a, you know, rice bowl, grain bowl type situation or serve it on the side of scrambled eggs? Like how can we reutilize this leftover, but present it in a brand new way? The other thing I want to mention here that's just worth a note is Have you ever had pizza leftover and you microwaved it? Like it's not good, 
right? It's not good. It's soggy. It's gross. <laughs> it's rubbery. Maybe you overcooked it too long because you thought you could get to the bathroom back in one minute and you didn't make it. <laughs> Is that just me? I feel like I've done that a hundred times, but it's not great, right? Now, have you ever had leftover pizza that you put under the broiler on a pizza stone in the oven? Fantastic. It's like day one pizza. It's like the freshest, so good, almost like better than when you had it initially. So the other note here is make it taste good. Do something to heat it up that really elevates the flavors or brings them back to life. A lot of times for us in our home, that means throwing it in the bro- under the broiler, throwing it in the oven, throwing it in a um, pot, right? Like cooking it on the stove. A lot of times that means that we don't open our microwave because <laughs> our microwave almost never makes food taste better. <laughs> if you, okay, here's the deal. Come tell me on Instagram if you've ever had a food that tastes better after putting it in the microwave. I feel like we can't even think. I literally cannot think of one. Nope, I can't. <laughs> so that being said, let's try to make it taste good. Let's do everything in our power within reason <laughs> to make these leftovers actually appealing and interesting looking. And we change one thing and we actually make it look delicious and it was cooked and it's warm and whatever, whatever the leftover is. And it's actually appealing to them, right? So let's spend that little bit of energy to actually kind of like tee them up, right? Like it's just saying, Hey, this is everything that I can control. And I'm going to tee you up so well that everything that's in my control is taken care of so that you can just like hit that homer right? Like you are, you are just serving it up for them to have the perfect shot at actually eating this food, choosing yes, and maybe even eating enough of it that they actually fill their bellies, right? So that's what we can control. Let's focus on that. I'm not saying every time I get you, there are days where I'm like, "Mm, microwave mac and cheese it is. And boom, done. We're in the game, right? (laughs) There's some days we just need a mental break. I totally get that. But if this is something we actually want to use as an exposure technique, let's also make it taste good, right? And give it a little bit of flair, a little bit of something different so that they're just a little bit intrigued. One of the top principles I teach inside of Table Talk is how can I create an invitation to investigate? So how can we do that with leftovers? We change it just one degree, right? It doesn't have to be a total flip. We can just change it by one degree, add something. Uh, Maybe it's pancakes from the freezer. My son always like says, are these from the freezer? My blood boils a little bit. I take a deep breath and I'm like, they sure are. But you know what makes pancakes from the freezer even better is a dollop of whipped cream or a little splash of honey or something like that. Now I don't say that to him, but I just tell him, yes, they're from the freezer. Uh, Thank you. Also a quick hack. Have you ever warmed up your waffles or pancakes from the freezer into the toaster? Game changer, you guys game changer. So good. Again, avoiding that microwave at all costs. Anyways, total side note again, but I guess that's why you come here, right? You enjoy those? I'm going to assume yes, because I can't hear you saying no. So that being said, I'm so grateful that you spent your time with me today. And uh, don't forget to register for my free class. The link is in the description box below. Again, that's June 23rd. I would love it if you came and hung out with me live. I am giving away a bonus to those who do make it there live. But even if you can't, the replay link will be sent to you as long as you register. So that being said, I will see you next time. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you're walking away with some tangible ways to bring peace to your mealtimes. And if you like this episode, please subscribe and tell all your mom friends. And as always, the best compliment you can give me is leaving a rating and written review, which also helps other mamas like you find this podcast too. You can find more from me on Instagram at Nutrition for Littles. Do you have a question you'd like me to answer on the podcast? Email me at alyssa at nutritionforlittles.com. All right, until next time, mamas.